Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Taco Tuesday on a winning night, Alex. Alex Padilla. Alex Regla with you guys. Alex, look at that. Enjoyable basketball. What the hell did we just watch? The Lakers beat the Cavs in Cleveland, 131-120. Alex, initial thoughts right off the bat because the game literally just finished like five minutes ago. What do you think? Uh, I think this is like the first time uh, in a, maybe all season where, like, yeah, this was a fun, fun mm-hmm. game. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not only that that it was an enjoyable experience to watch the Lakers play basketball, which has not been the case. And obviously if you watch the last three games, you could probably say the last three games have been enjoyable. Yeah. I know they didn't beat the wizards, but you know, they look like they actually give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And I never use the word here, but it, it looks like they fucking care. And that has just been everything that we've been asking for, regardless of talent and limitations on the ta- on the talent end of the roster. Like, can you try? And these last three games, when you have these young guys out there, Austin Reeves throwing 29 minutes today, uh, Gabriel playing 32, Augustine playing his best game as a Laker so far. Like, guys that are giving effort make such a difference as just from a pleasurable experience of watching the game. That has made all the difference in the world the last three games. Yeah, like I, we're, I'm sure we're going to touch on LeBron's big night, but I, I think course, you touched – yeah, you mentioned the biggest thing, I think, besides that were, were the lineups and the young guys in particular. Like, coming into the season, this team uh, was obviously one of the oldest teams in the league. There are a ton of veterans, and as the year progressed, like, it suddenly turned into we need to just play every young player we have between Reeves, Johnson, Gabriel, Monk. Like, these guys have made a big difference, and just in terms of the team being more competitive, but like you said, also just in terms of the product, like they're fun to watch. Like mm-hmm. these guys are giving effort and it's contagious. Like right. when you have a majority of your guys giving effort out there, I think it's hard to kind of ignore. And as the veteran, I think LeBron specifically, he picks up on that type of effort. Right. And let's not bury the lead. I guess LeBron today, triple double 38 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists, some legitimate highlights tonight that you'll be seeing for a while. The dunk on Kevin love Mm -hmm. the fadeaway shots, the classic LeBron moments, those were all there. And unfortunately for the Lakers, it takes this kind of monumental effort for them to, to win a game, which is kind of, it sucks for LeBron, but at the same time, he's still able to do this. And the last three games, 36, 38, 38 points. He's been just absolutely on a tear. Um, So, yeah, I mean, obviously the effort, that LeBron showed or either, like you said, either the young guys are, have rubbed off on LeBron or LeBron is just picking these young guys up, whatever it is. It's such a visible difference, dude. Yeah. And, and like, again, LeBron was enormous this game, but I think there's five other players and double digit scoring. Like they got, per, they got production from a mm-hmm. lot of guys tonight, like from DJ to all the young guys we talked about, like this was one of the more, balanced games i think for the lakers in terms of at least on the offense like the defense still struggled and stuff like that but um in terms of offensively i thought the ball movement was really crisp i thought when they were able to get on transition they did a lot of damage um yeah i I thought overall like this was a great team win highlighted by lebron's big night and this is a night that 
this happened tonight on a night where they were shooting the ball pretty terribly from the three-point line tonight. DJ Augustine went six of six. And if you don't have that performance, you're shooting awful tonight. At yeah. a, for a moment there, I believe Augustine made his first four and no one else had made a three yet for the Lakers. So this type of night where they score 131 points and I understand that the Cavs don't have Jared Allen, I don't care. Just like, that is not my point at all. That's a lot of points. It is 131 points. And they were on, they literally for a while, it was like, they're on track to score 140 tonight. They just missed the mark, but it, there seems to be some sort of actual offensive game plan. Like not, maybe not a game plan, but there's a flow of a basketball. Mm -hmm. There's a semblance of a plan. There's like, it looks like they have kind of figured out like, Oh, if we, you know, I, I don't really know. You can tell me probably better, but it just looks like they've figured something out on the offensive end as well. The defense is an issue. They don't have guys that they're just outsized outmatched yeah. a lot of times that it is what it is, but offensively, it seems to something has clicked recently, whether it's LeBron's monster nights make everything look better, but that's the way I see it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I'm seeing the same thing. I think the, like I mentioned, the ball movement has been a lot better. Um, when LeBron is scoring as well as he does, like he already draws a lot of attention just for being LeBron. But when he's also like on that, just draws that extra two or three guys. And um, I think the Lakers are doing a great job, make that extra pass. And I mean, hitting open shots like DJ, uh, obviously he's not going to go mm -hmm. six for six every night, but just creating that extra bit of space, having a guy or two doing that, it makes a huge difference. And uh, the Lakers had a really bad stretch for like the last month or so where they just couldn't knock anything down and maybe things are just finally starting to click in terms of shots going down when lebron only when lebron takes 29 field goals and only four of them are, are yeah. from three you're gonna have open shots mm -hmm. and you're gonna need guys that are gonna hit some shots tonight from three-point land it was dj augustine really that's it normally you expect guys like malik monk to, to benefit a lot off that he was over four um, but you're, you're right. I mean, when you have guys making open shots, Carmelo still can make shots. Malik, obviously tonight, even Russ made two, every time he shoots a three, like closing my eyes, like, no, 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 no. But still, um, it was just one of those monumental nights that you keep asking yourself how long, how many more times can LeBron do this? And yet he's three games in a row where he's just looked stupid, like ridiculous. Yeah. And, and do you agree with that, Bo? I said it earlier. I kind of said it in passing, but do you agree that it takes these monumental nights for the Lakers to even be competitive? Uh, it, it certainly helps. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if it, they can rely on LeBron doing this every night, and right. it's not fair for him. And But it is funny that the times they do win, it's coming off of crazy LeBron performance. But like they did, like I said, they got production from a lot of guys tonight. Um, I, I don't think, I think they were doing enough around the margins to win outside of just this, but yeah, I, for them to, to be able to win consistently, I, they can't rely on LeBron to do this. Mm -hmm. But um, one guy you talked about, like was Westbrook. I thought this was another really good Westbrook game. And I think that's like his second in three nights or three games. And I don't know if there's anything sustainable there or if you've seen anything, but what did you think of his game tonight? In the last three games, Russell Westbrook has played his best basketball as a Laker. I'm not saying that that's at magic Johnson saying that he just tweeted that. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is. You know, I, you agree I with that pretty, by the way, I think just because the basketball looks better, 
<laughs> I don't know if he's having, I don't know if he's the reason why the basketball looks better. You know, like I'm, I'm not convinced that that's why I actually still see a lot of issues on Russ. He does a lot of boneheaded things. Sometimes the effort on the defensive end is not always there. There's still a lot of things that he does normally. I just think that the Lakers have played better, which doesn't make it look like Russ is being awful. I thought tonight he was really, really good. Uh, I, I, I know some shots were still kind of like you cringe a little bit, but like yeah. all of his threes, mostly were wide open corner yeah. threes. Like those are the shots you want to take if he's going to be shooting threes. Um, th- this is a big one. He had 11 assists and only one turnover tonight. Yeah, That's huge. And I mean, he was efficient from the floor and a game mm-hmm. high plus 23. Right. And I think this is exactly if you just look at the box score, right? Like if you just look at the box score, that's what they brought Russ for, especially the last three games. It's over 20 points, a bunch of assists, a mm-hmm. bunch of rebounds. That's exactly what they brought him on for. So to go back to your question, yeah, maybe, I guess so. You're right. Maybe these are the best games that he's played, at least like the best stretch that he's put together. You know, I'm sure he's had better games, but this is the best stretch. And, you know, this is coming from a guy who I – said we should shut down because what's what's it matter and you know if he's going to be a positive contributor you know that i'm going to say it yeah I, I feel like james worthy that one time we couldn't even say playing but at the end of the day the lakers are likely to be in the play-in playing the pelicans and if they want to advance they're going to need russ to play like he did tonight play like he did against the raptors play like he did against the wizards even though it was in a losing effort mm-hmm. i think that's going to be clutch i think that's exactly what they brought him on for yeah. And like, I thought he played within the team tonight. Like he didn't really stick out as in terms of like, Oh, there's Russ trying to do Russ. Like mm. he took open shots that his teammates created for him. He drove when he was supposed to drive. He didn't turn the ball over. Like this is kind of the ideal game you want from Westbrook. Yeah. I saw on Twitter, Anthony make a point about how, when you see DJ Augustine make open threes, mm-hmm. it, he said something to the nature. I could go back and look for it, but I agree with what he said saying like, it kind of makes Russ like the worst kind of point guard because your point guard at the end of the day, if they could just shoot and makes your team better and Russ not being able to shoot, you know, it's a big detriment to the team. But if you have someone like Augustine or, or someone like that, who's able to make open threes, it kind of almost negate it balances out Russ's inability. I mean, yeah, like obviously if Russ can shoot, like he's a totally different player, right? right. Like Westbrook with the jumper is just like, yeah, he's cool. But um, also I, I think it just hurts when you have lineups where like Russ isn't the only guy missing in, in a lot of these lineups or guys who don't space. Like when you start Dwight, Westbrook, Reeves, Gabriel, like LeBron is easily your best shooter. And that that's just not a recipe for success for most nights. And they needed DJ or anyone to catch fire tonight. So I'm not sure if it's strictly – like a point guard position type thing. I get what Anthony's trying to say. I just think when you also have like four other positions who can't shoot, mm-hmm. like it just obviously it, it like it compounds issues. Yeah. Um, what did you think about Austin Reeves game tonight? Cause I feel like defensively was maybe one of his biggest struggles that I've seen, but yet just him kind of being everywhere and almost seemed like he had the ball in his hands a lot more than I've ever seen him on the offensive end. He seemed to be a target for a lot of passes, Mm -hmm. which I found to be interesting. Um, He seems to just be growing and just getting better. The more he plays, 
the better this kid gets. He played 29 minutes tonight, um, 11 points, six, re- five rebounds, six assists. And he kind of just is like that everything guy, the guy that you want to, that you need. Every successful team has the guy that kind of does everything. Looks like it's Austin Reeves for us. Yeah, I thought he was great. And, and like you said, he hit, I, I think he's earning the trust of LeBron, especially on offense. Like he, he's kind of taking that crucial role in, in terms of like the inverted ball screens where the guard sets the screen for LeBron and then that guard kind of goes middle and then he, he receives the pass and it's up to that player to kind of find the open man. And Reeves is really good at that. I think that's what helped create a lot of those open corner shots tonight. Um, he had a really good give and go with LeBron and he's still a really good secondary passer and, like you mentioned, he had five rebounds. Four of those were offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. Like his hustle is just everywhere. And that's why I think he's really contagious. And um, yeah, I, that's why I think like that negative six and the plus minus is a bit misleading. Cause I thought outside of some defensive issues here and yeah. there, I thought, again, he he's that exact connector type player you want between like two really high usage guys in LeBron and Westbrook. Yeah. I think defensively he struggled. I don't know if it was the matchup thing or if the Cavs were just isolating on him whatever it was, he did struggle today defensively. So that minus six makes a little bit of sense, but offensively, I thought he really kind of like when the ball gets stuck, that kid's just moving, you know, he's never standing around. He's never just waiting for the ball to pull up. Like, listen, I love Mello and he's, he's done everything that I expected him to do, but sometimes he's just kind of stuck on the corner waiting. And Reeves is never that guy. He's always moving. He'll get the ball rolling. And I love that. And I feel like they need that. And I, that's why I like Monk too. Even though Monk sometimes can kind of chill by the three-point line, these guys, they seem to just constantly be moving. Stanley Johnson constantly be moving. Yeah. It's these guys that just, I don't know, is that effort or is that like planned? Like, hey, like, I don't know. That's that's mostly like, I mean, in terms of the coaching stuff, you would, you would expect them to kind of preach like off-ball movement when you're not on the ball. Either you're trying to do what the, the game plan is or what the, the play call is, but a lot of time it's instinctual and like guys like Reeves are really good at that. I thought, I thought Gabriel is another guy, surprisingly, who's mm-hmm. pretty good at that. He's usually on the, like uh, in the dunker spot, getting these like easy passes from LeBron because he's cutting same from Johnson. He's always, always screening for someone. So again, it's the young guys kind of doing these things we've been wanting to see all year. And thankfully they're, they're playing them. So great to see size on the team. You know, you see when you have a Gabriel, Johnson, mm-hmm. LeBron on the court. You're like, this just looks like a totally different team than what we've seen so far. And Gabriel tonight played a, I don't know if it's a career high, but definitely a season high 32 minutes today. Um, maybe, I don't know. Should he stop shooting threes? Like that's not, that didn't go so well, but <laughs> yeah, that hasn't gone very well. But I think like just the team looks different. And my whole, obviously, if you listen to last week's podcast and this week's podcast, like what a difference a week makes. And what a, and I just, I'm going to keep going back to what a difference this energy and this effort makes, you know, like it's one thing, if you go out there, like, there's no reason the Lakers should be getting losing by 30, like consistently, you know, every team might lose by 30, but the Lakers for a while there were getting their doors knocked off because it just looked at any sign of adversity and kind of looked like it today a little bit, like it was about to go there in the first quarter. They just seemed to like quit. And I don't know if it's because Frank's just been playing these young guys who just don't know any better, but they seem to just be a different team that is down to get punched and get up and keep punching themselves. They're a bit more balanced, like roster wise. Like you mentioned the size. I think that, that makes a huge difference when you don't have to play. Well, he did Vogel did play like a Malik monk 
DJ Augustine, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony lineup in the second corner, and they lost those minutes. And obviously they did. But after that, like Bradley only played five minutes tonight. And that's huge for from Frank Vogel not to play Bradley that much. And he relied on like Gabriel, like you said, played a lot of minutes. I think that's the way it's gonna have to be going forward. Like you yeah. can't be playing these small guards all together. You need Bradley some size. Was, Bradley only played six minutes, and those were six minutes six minutes too much today. Yeah, he, he's so Jekyll and Hyde, man, Bradley. Because sometimes he plays a game, you're like, "Wow, this guy's making shots. He looks good." And he plays tonight, you're like, "Get him off the court and never put him back in." Like you almost want to treat him like Bazemore sometimes. Like get him out of here. Today was one of those days for Bradley, and at least Vogel kind of figured it out. You know, Dwight was kind of. I think Dwight might be a 15 minute guy every night, if that. And that's kind of what he got today. I think I haven't looked. Was it like 10 minutes today? Um, but it was a weird starting five. Um, Gabriel, James, Howard, Westbrook, Reeves. I'm not sure. Have we seen that one before? Did I miss no, that? There's every game. It's like a new starting lineup. <laughs> yeah. And Hey man, I, I think at, I, I just like want to just, just, that's all I could say is like, I, I don't have any more words for it because it's not like, I don't expect the Lakers to now all of a sudden make a run in the playoffs and be a championship team. Like I don't, I, it may sound like I think that now, but I don't, I just think like, we just wanted them to put effort. And I wonder how much, how many games they wasted by not doing so. This is kind of game. I know they didn't have this roster all year, but this kind of game makes me wonder that. And that kind of is annoying, you know? I, I think like tonight, I obviously it's just one game. Although they have, like you said, they have been playing like the last three games, uh, especially they're playing a lot better. Mm-hmm. I think at least tonight gave them like a formula to show like, Hey, like, we're not the best team in the league, but at least these types of players, this type of effort, these combinations give us a chance to be competitive. And that's something they haven't really been like for a while. Like they've right. been, they're getting blown out. They're looking ugly. Like the bat, like the actual on court product is like fun. It looks more like they know what they're doing. Right. Um, so at, at least tonight gives them a blueprint to kind of follow. It gives them a leg up on the Pelicans who just lost to the Hornets. So they came in tied tonight. And now with the loss by the Hornets or excuse me, by the Pelicans, they lost one Oh six, one Oh three. The Lakers are now in the ninth seed in position to host that game, which is big. It's big. It's huge. And you know, I texted a buddy um, after the last game, I was like, the Spurs are going to catch up. Right. Like they just kind of almost get that vibe. Like the Spurs are about to catch up to the Lakers. The Spurs are two games out. You know, they're right there as well. So, unfortunately, I say unfortunately for the Lakers, the schedule gets tougher. Mm-hmm. They do play the Pelicans, which is good. Uh, but they uh, they take on the Sixers at home. There's only four home games left. And this is one of them on Wednesday at 7 on ESPN. And they got another road trip at New Orleans, at Dallas, at Utah. So, it doesn't get easier. It's not going to get easier. If the Lakers do want to stay in the playing game, they have to go out and they have to at least act like they acted tonight. You know, I'm not expecting them to be, I don't even expect like a really like a 500 record. I don't, I have to see more of a consistency to, to say that I, I mean, and they've won two of three, which is, we haven't been able to say that either. So I think that if they go out there, they put this effort, they keep playing the young guys that seemed hungry to do better and be better. The Lakers could stay in the plane. And then once you're there, you never know. You never know what happens. Anthony Davis comes back. You never know. 
I was, I was just gonna say, like, if a, you add AD to this, and you got you have guys like Gabriel and Johnson and Reeves, like all of a sudden you're not so small anymore, and that's been such a big issue for this team for the most of the year. And if LeBron's still playing like he like he has, like that at least gives him a chance, and that's a lot better spot they've been in, like recently. At least there, there's like an avenue here where we can see them catching a mm-hmm. little bit of fire. Yep. Um. I think I'm, me and Magic Johnson have the same brain. Uh, he tweets, if the Lakers play with this type of effort, speed, and quickness on defense and offense, I think we could have a good playoff run, especially with Anthony Davis coming back. There you go. Look at that, man. How about that? You know, let's not forget, this is the same man that was bashing Russell Westbrook <coughs> excuse me, on the court before a game against the Warriors not that long ago. So, you know, this is... This is all we asked for, Alex. Like, I, <laughs> this is all we've asked for is just try. It's so simple, you know. Like, Lakers, if you go out and you lose, but you you put in the you put in the work, that's all we ask. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's really all you can ask for as a fan. Like, obviously, you want them to win every game and stuff like that, but that's not realistic. I think that's what's so frustrating about this year. Like, even with all the context of the injuries and everything else, like they just haven't tried that hard this year. And I think that's why it's such a contrast, these last three games and these players we talk about playing as hard as they do. Like, it's refreshing. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I would have hoped it would have came earlier in the year and not, like, with 10 games left or whatever. But at least it happened. And hopefully I, – I, I'm really curious to see how Vogel handles the rotation going forward. It's yeah. clear which players need to play. Right. But is he going to continue playing the young players over the veterans – when these kind of playoff type games happen, uh, it remains to be seen. Yeah. I think hopefully you, but this is Frank Vogel. You know, this is a guy that we yelled about Rajon Rondo forever. Um, like no, is Avery Bradley going to play 25 minutes in that playing right. tournament game? Yeah. I don't know. I can't answer that question. Cause I don't know what Frank's going to do. I don't know, but if he wants, I mean, it's not even about keeping his job. The man's not keeping his job. You know, he, maybe if he wins a championship, he'll keep his job, but I mean, even then. <laughs> even then, who knows? So I just think Frank should just—he's got nothing to lose, man. He really doesn't. He has nothing to lose. I don't know how many people in Lakerland have watched the last three games, and all of a sudden their expectations have changed. And this is coming from two guys that just did a podcast. Is this your least favorite Laker team of all time? That was the last podcast we did. I, I think that I'm happy that they look like they care. I'm happy that they that I could actually watch their games and enjoy it. I could actually like I'm happy that I'm not cursing at them when I'm watching their last three games. But at the end of the day, this roster's totally flawed. And without Anthony Davis, they're not going anywhere. It's just I think that's a fact. I don't even think that's an opinion. Yeah, like obviously without AD, like it, it it's not sustainable what LeBron's right. doing. And it you you also need four other guys to score in double digits. Again, you're not going to get it every night. If so, LeBron averages 40, 12, and 12, they might win out. I mean, he's trying to. <laughs> he's trying his best to do it. A petition to play every game in Cleveland from here on out. <laughs> Please. Just a kid from Akron. Man, man. Yeah, no more games in Cleveland. No more games in places that he probably cares about. Like, what I mean by that is, like, there's no history in New Orleans, Dallas, Utah, Phoenix, Golden State, or Denver. Those are the only away games. So I don't see LeBron really like getting up for a game, kind of like a Cleveland, like he did. He already passed uh Carl Malone. You know, there's like things that you, that make LeBron tick. 
if the Rams can maybe have Cooper Cup sitting front row or Odell Beckham Jr. sitting front row, maybe, you know, they just signed Allen Robinson. Does he care about Allen Robinson? Uh, who else can they sit have sit front row on Wednesday against the Sixers? Like, who does LeBron think is great? Like, in Toronto is Drake. Uh, who else does he who, – who does he think is great? The just Lakers – just put Kevin Love under game courtside oh, seat tickets. <laughs> oh man, dude, there was a quote that Harrison just tweeted about that. Um, LeBron addressed it. Um, I gotta find it real quick because it was funny. Um, he said something to the nature of uh when I turned that corner, I looked up, I was like, No, Kevin, just move. He said he hated doing that dunk on <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Yeah, that that dunk was disgusting, and it automatically it looked fake. It looked like a simulation. Yeah, it really did. It looked like he, he just, got higher somehow. Got at the higher end. Yeah. when he touched Kevin, he somehow went higher, which makes no sense to me. He said, uh, I, "To be completely honest, I hate it, it had, that it had to be him. I hope I'm still invited to the wedding. K Love, I love you. <laughs> I wish I could take those two points back. We'd still win the game by nine. <laughs> so there you go, uh, Alex. This has been." Uh, a hell of a night for the Lakers. Um, do you think you could write something about this? Can you like take this three game effort and write something about it? I'm going to wait until Wednesday because <laughs> what yeah. if they, I write it and it's like, that's the thing with this team, right? We can't trust them to be consistent. Right. Like this is probably their longest consistent, good mm-hmm. place, three games, even though they lost to the wizards, but still like they played pretty well for most of that game. If they could play well against Philadelphia, and even if they lose, at least like continue to build, then like maybe they're going in the right direction. The Lakers have not had a win streak since December 31st to January 7th when they won four in a row. They have not had a win streak. So, yeah, you're right. They haven't had a stretch of games where they actually even look competent until these last three. So, And they're giving up a ton of points. They, they're still giving up a ton of points, even in wins. You know, in overtime, 123, they lost, gave up 127. Tonight, 120. They're still giving up a ton of points. How sustainable is it that they're just going to outscore teams? I don't know. So we'll see what happens on Wednesday. Prediction time, though, dude, uh, versus Philly at New Orleans. And we're back with everybody next Tuesday, another 430 game at Dallas. So you got three games, all very important. Every game remaining is very important. But when you got the Pelicans, they play the Pelicans twice. Yeah. They play the Pelicans twice in the next week. Big. Those are huge. Wow. Those are very huge. Okay. But at least for the next three till we're back, what do you think? You know what? Uh, Like Embiid and Harden didn't play against Mm -hmm. Miami. Like I wonder, I hope, you know, they don't play again on Wednesday. That would help. But um, you know what? I say they go 500. Uh, I say they split. It's only three games though. Oh, three games. Let's say they, I say two and one. I think going to knock the freaking boots off the Pelicans because the Kel- the Pelicans kicked their ass at the end of February. If you remember mm-hmm. that, I think LeBron's going to be, he's going to try and make a point. He's gonna, that's the game where I could see him try and make a point. Um, I don't see them beating Philly if Embiid and Harden play, but if Embiid plays, I, I have no idea how they're going to match up with that. Yeah. It's Dwight Howard will foul out in the first half. Probably. And against Dallas, they match up well against Dallas. I don't know yeah. why. Like, they do match up well against Dallas. They played Dallas close. I think they might have even beaten Dallas this year. If that sounds familiar. Yeah, they beat Dallas in December. So I think they can beat Dallas. But I'm not going to be optimist. I'm always the negative one here. One and two, Alex. Okay. One and two. 
Well, today was a great night. When you got Magic Johnson tweeting positive things about the Lakers, <laughs> it is a good night. And it's so much better to do these types of podcasts and to shit all over them like we did last week. So it feels really good. I was really going to say, what a 180 from last week. All right. And I really hope we're not back here next Tuesday being like, this fucking team sucks. What, if we, what were we thinking last week? We got drunk off the LeBron juice. You know, hopefully that's not another 180 next week. But Alex, this is fun. At Alex M. Regla on Twitter is where you can find him. Silverscreenroll.com is where you can read all his stuff. And um, you can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, Russ is wearing a shirt. Do you see Russ's sweatshirt? No, what is it? His son drew a uh, picture and he stitched it on a hoodie or on a crew neck. So he looks so happy. I'm honestly, I'm honestly happy for him. Uh, it, these last few games, he's been great. He also looks like he's having a little bit more fun out there. Um, yeah, good for him. Yeah, I love that. I saw a video of him getting heckled outside an arena somewhere, or maybe it wasn't even an arena, just outside of basketball. And he went up to the guy and was just like talking, you know, whatever. And I 100% outside the arena is a whole different ballgame. So yeah. whatever gets Russ going, you know, we made fun of him and, and not made fun of him. We, we like, we've been critical of him, but if this is what he needs to get his mind going and get his play up, then do what you got to do, brother. Do what you got to do. So uh, we'll see. Alex, we'll talk to you next week. This was fun. Look at that. That was fun. Thanks, man.